we uh, covered uh, Paula in our Bennington Triangle episode, which was the last episode, but we decided to add more to her story in her own episode since her case was one of the most well-known ones out of the uh, Bennington Triangle and is considered one of the biggest missing persons cases to occur in uh, Vermont. But Paula was the eldest out of the four children her parents had. She would graduate in 1945 at Stanford High School, and she enrolled into Bennington College in Bennington, Vermont, after high school, and was a sophomore when she disappeared December 1st, 1946. Uh, earlier that day, she had worked an uh, early shift at the dining hall. She would go back to her dorm room, spoke to her roommate for a while, before saying she was going for a hike because she was through with her studies, and she didn't tell the roommate where she was headed, according to one report, and it seems after working a double shift in college, just kind of had her stressed out. So I don't know, that's why I don't really, like an early shift, like how early would she have to work? But if she worked a double shift, but she still had time to walk. So, because it said she had left campus shortly after 2.30 p.m. in a red parka coat with a fur-lined hood, blue jeans, top side of shoes with thick soles, and a gold wristwatch with a black band. Because 2.30 is not that late. Yeah. Unless she had to go in, like, really, really early. Maybe maybe 5.30, work to 9.30, four-hour shift, but then she had to work a double to 1.30. That'd be eight hours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But she had no, in, she had made no indication she was staying gone for a long period of time, and it was mentioned she may not even been carrying any or little amount of money, and that she had left behind an uncashed check from her parents. It said, um, you know, she was basically kind of undressed for the weather, which December first, that didn't sound like a whole lot to be gone for a long period of time. Because I figured Vermont's probably big, cold. Yeah, well, yeah. But a gentleman who owned a gas station near the college said he spotted her and said she had run up and down a side part of a gravel pit near the entrance to the college around 2.45. And it was mentioned she was hitchhiking and one gentleman would report picking up a young female that matched her description. And he would let her out near the trial. I mean, not trial, but trail around 4 p.m. So this would be... Uh, the trail she went missing on. Uh, she had told him she was going to hike on the long trail off Route 9. The driver would drop her off about three miles from her destination, and she was seen by several witnesses in an area heading toward the trail. See, they said, because in the Bennington episode, it said the older couple. Remember seeing, seeing her? Yeah. So, whether that's the case or not, I, I don't know. But as reported, the last confirmed sighting of Paula was at 4 p.m., when she spoke to a man on the trail and asked how far the trail went, he told her it went all the way to Canada. So, see, this is saying the last report, but, like, I don't know if this is the same couple. So, it's kind of hard to keep track of. But I also read that this man warned her not to walk up there dressed so light, but she went anyways. Like, I kind of wonder if this was, but they, well, that, they didn't really say they talked to her. They, she just disappeared. No. So I would probably say this might be more of an exact, you know, confirmed sighting of her. Um, one article I read said it began to snow a few hours after the sun had set about 5 p.m. The snow total would be about three inches. I've also read no snow, but we know at least cold weather. And she had never been heard from again. And when she didn't return to the dorm room, her roommate got concerned by the next morning and would call school authorities about her. And when she failed to attend her classes on Monday, they would call her parents to see if maybe she had returned home from the weekend and she had still there. 
but she had not went there. Paula's dad would leave their home in Connecticut to help get the ball rolling on a search, but sadly nothing would turn up. He would call uh, New York and Connecticut's state police forces because at the time Vermont did not have a state police force. I wonder, I'm trying to think, I wonder how one that town was found. I don't know. Because even if it was found, I'd have to look that up. Just say if it was found in like, I don't know, 1946, and they're not having a police force, you'd think they would have one by now. But days would pass, and investigators wondered if she had simply got lost in the mountains, died of exposure, but the theory would be questioned since no evidence was ever found of her. One theory was she might have left on her own because she had nothing, you know, to tire to Bennington, since her family, you know, was from Connecticut. And she was a good student in college, and of course she seemed to have lost interest in some of the topics she was major major in. Uh, some stories would say she was somewhat depressed at the time she left, but her family and friends said she only had normal young adult problems like most people have at that age. They wouldn't see her running off or committing suicide. Uh, which, which, in the 40s, you know, mental health wasn't really talked about, probably. It was more probably one of those, you know, throw any rugs into a mental institution yeah. or anything. So she could have been, you know, nowadays, you know, could have put her on medicine if she was depressed. Because normal young adult problems, which, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm assuming they're talking about the stress of school, work-related stuff, because she has drama at work. You know, she could have, like, drama with a boyfriend or friends. You know, just normal. I'm guessing that's what they're talking about. But I read one interesting thing, and it mentioned a waitress in Fall River, Massachusetts, claimed to have served dinner to a disturbed woman who had fit Paula's description. And it was reported Paula's father would disappear for around 36 hours after he returned, and some people began to question him as a suspect because supposedly it came to light he did not approve of a boy Paula had been seeing. And he claimed this boy was the reason for her disappearance. But the only proof came from, like, a psychic. So, my thoughts on psychics, like, maybe, but most likely not. Most psychics, I believe, are, like, fake. Mm, I think that depends. I believe in all that stuff. Well, I believe and... in it. I believe it's real. But I think there's a lot of fake ones out well, there. Well, yeah, there's a lot of fake ones. Out of a hundred, out of a sales, people like that stuff. Like they have the phone operator ones now. Well, out of a hundred, like, I would say maybe less than five would be accurate. Like something. if you're a true psychic, like I don't know, it just depends on who he talked to and who he found. <laughs> Which in that book that I just read, that James Renner about the Mar Murray, he talked about a woman he went to just to do it because he was out and about. With with his wife, he went in the back. He said he didn't tell nothing about the case to the woman. Just said, you know, about I wanted your help on a missing young girl, and like she like went in the detail, like she wrecked her car, like she basically said the whole details of the thing. And he's like, I never told her any information. Just said she was a young girl missing. That's what I'm and then saying. she started giving details of the case, but you know, he could have been talking about anything. That's what I'm saying. There there are real ones, and they're not. And I feel like in the forties, like that kind of would have been like frowned upon witchcraft type. Nah, probably not as bad. Cause <laughs> if you look at a lot of stuff, because there's other cases we've covered on the podcast, a lot of psychics and stuff get involved. Whether the police believe him or not, it, it's hard to tell. But uh, he would get angry over the police on their lack of professionalism and lack of records, and he would leave to return home. I don't blame him for getting angry, since, you know, they didn't have a 
uh, state police force at the time. So I, I can understand his frustration with it. So I'm sure there probably was really no records, a lot kept, or it was just all put down in random spots since they, you know, if they had New York and Connecticut state police. So were they working together, honestly, or what? You know what I mean? Like some of them might have had their own files and vice versa. But like, where do you think he, re- like, do you think for the 36 hours he was gone, do you think he went there to that restaurant or just to that town to check, see if there's anything there? I mean, yeah, probably. I don't, I mean, I don't know the time frame, but you'd have to give him time to get up there and back. Vermont to Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how far plus, dry like, that would have been. the time to search while he's there. But it's just weird about the whole boyfriend thing or boy that she was, he didn't approve of. Well, I don't, I just don't feel like if you were mad at your daughter for dating someone, like, wouldn't you kill the guy, not your daughter? I would think, but... <laughs> I mean, like, I would kill the person. To me, personally, I think he went there to try to find her. Yeah, I don't think he killed her. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, like... I don't know. The only motive is him not Which liking it's still, her it's guy still, she's seeing. Well, it's still a slight possible chance, you know. You can never rule nothing out. Which I guess we don't know his history either. Like, he could yeah. have been a violent person. Yeah. But from my understanding, nothing seemed to came from this supposed sighting, which a lot of missing person cases, you always get those random sightings. And, you know, you just got to figure out if they're credible or not. But could this be false alarm on that one? But uh, poor weather would eventually, you know, halt the search without anything being found. But nine years, a lumberjack would come forward saying he knew where her body was buried at the time because he had followed her in the woods. But after being questioned, he eventually would confess he just done it for publicity and he had no clue where she was at. So I, that's kind of crappy. Just be like, hey, yeah, I know where she's at. And then, no, just joking. Just kidding. A lot of people do that, though, too. They insert herself into investigation. We've talked about it with Henry Lee Lucas. I just listened to another podcast that talked about him confessing to murders that he had no clue what was going on. It was just cops fed him bull and he took it and, you know, basically made him confess into it. Everybody wants to and I be remember, a part of something and be in drama. And... <clears throat> yeah, I remember talking about that one. Uh, I can't remember what episode, but like a truck driver came into town and like said, oh yeah, I've done it, but he didn't. I don't know. Just weird. But uh, the case would quiet down until 13 years later when an identified skeleton would be found in a town called Adams. And the investigators were anxious because... They wanted to see if it was her, so they were really anxious to get the results back. And turns out it was found they were too old to be Paula's, so not her. I'm assuming, see, for 13 years, so you're looking at what, 1956, so you're looking 1969 when these were found? So I'm assuming when they mean old, I don't know if they mean like, but you know what I mean? Probably like they, the age of the skeleton, because you can tell how old yeah. someone is. Yeah, I'd say... Like well, they, when the bones were born or whatever. Yeah, like, she would have been, what, what did I say, 21? She was a sophomore? Or no, was it younger than that? It was 18, wasn't it? 18, 19? I can't remember in the bank an episode how old she was. She, still a sophomore, so she's looking, you know, 1920, if that. But... So I'm assuming, like, I'm assuming that the bones had either been there way longer than time frame. But, yeah, they would be able to tell how old the body was. But the case would go cold 
And all we're left with are theories of her running away to start a new life in Canada. Very possible. Her running away with a boyfriend to Canada. Very possible. Uh, she died of exposure to weather. Very possible. Some speculate even the paranormal, which goes with the Bennington Triangle, and that is more of possibly aliens taking off with her, Bigfoot, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of wondering, because one of the, I remember we mentioned that, I'm pretty sure on the episode, didn't we, about the writer that pinged, you know, the Bennington Triangle. But one good thing would come out of Paula's case, and that was the Vermont State Police was created. So, you know, there was a plus there. And they handle all wilderness searches and rescue missions in their area, and that is due to Paula's case. But uh, is Paula's case cold? Yes, it is. But the mystery that surrounds her disappearance remains active to this day. What do you think happened to her? Do you think she took off and just started a new life? I kind of feel like she went way out and killed herself. I'm kind of going because the way she was dressed, and there are confirmed signs of her going in the woods. Like if you were going to run off, you would at least had a bag or something like well, a backpack going. Where in. it said snow and then it didn't snow, like whether it's snow or not, it's cold weather. Like I don't if see it's super cold. Yeah, you're not going to go up in a trail. Yeah, to start a new life. If it goes all the way to Canada, like that's a long, long. Walk out with this soon for I'm not sure how far it is from Vermont, like need but food, water, extra clothes. Yeah, and the way they talked, she didn't, she didn't have, really have anything on her. No. Unless there was somebody there around the area that picked her up and took her, which could you know could be a boy. But then I doubt when the trail starts, you're going to find somebody sitting in a car somewhere eventually, which I guess is possible. But I'm not sure of that area because I'm you know we're not from there. But you would think they would find something of her, depending on how much they search. Because she, well, she did die to the weather. Out there and then killed herself. Yeah, they might have only searched in the area of Vermont. What if she did somehow? Make it to Canada. I don't know how far apart her, you know, the state line is. And then animals drag everything off in different directions. Like, yeah. you don't know. But I kind of just feel I'm leaning more toward that. I wonder if people actually still search for her. I'm not sure. Because if that's the case, then. Which, like I said, clothes, they could, animals could use that for bed and rip it up, tear, tore it up, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, something else. Yeah, yeah I, it seems like weather probably played a part in it more than anything. Like, she could have went off and lived a different life, but cold weather and she wasn't dressed for it. Like, some, something happened. Like. That's like if you know you're going to start a new life. Like, you wouldn't <coughs> just be like, well. Well, and she told her friends she was going. She's, you know, she told her friends she was going walking. So, like, you know, it's giving them where basically where to look, and people seen her at that trail. So, like, if yeah, if I'm going to go away and start any life, I'm going to try to leave less witnesses to know to spot me. I'm not going to tell everybody what I'm doing. Yeah, like I'm just gonna, which they could have done that to leave, but she was in that area, so it wasn't really leading nobody away from her because people seen her by the trail. So, I would assume she's no longer with us anymore, which this is, you know, forever ago. But, well, she could still possibly be alive if she... She'd be, she'd be up there. She'd be in her 80s. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I just don't... I just, yeah, I'm still going with weather. I think weather played a part. 
It's just she just hasn't been found yet. And like I said, if nobody's really actively searching for her, they're like, well, they're probably not going to find a whole lot. Maybe just scattered bones here and there. Yeah, pieces of them. Yeah, with it being that long and stuff, and which maybe she could, maybe she found somewhere to hide, you know, weather-wise, but then end up dying because you're still looking like with her not taking nothing. Like, how far can you walk before you reach, you know, somewhere? You know what I mean? Like to eat, like get food, but she had no money. But somebody might have bought her something, but. Like, how much area is it? Because if it goes all the way to Canada, it must be a pretty good size area. The way I'm looking at. But, uh, is that all you got for this? Yeah. yeah like I said, I've kind of, we're both agreeing with weather, played a part in her disappearance. Like, it could be something else, but that's kind of what we're leaning towards. No, I think she killed herself. She might not kill herself, but. That's my opinion. Though. But with her going out like that way, and she kind of knew something was going down. Because she wasn't dressed to survive. But there's that one guy that was, like, in the woods forever. I forgot what his name is. They call him the hermit, but he just steal from people, like, around, like, in their buildings. But he lived in the woods forever, and they don't know how he lived in the woods because they were talking about the winters they had. But he was healthy. <laughs> I forgot. He even, I think, wrote a book, but he went to jail and stuff, too, where just they couldn't really do a whole lot to him. But all he did was, like, just steal, like, supplies and he had, like, people's cabins and stuff. But, yeah, he lived in the woods. Like, he just basically wanted to go off the map. Okay. But yeah, they don't know how. Cause I forgot what his house, what he made his house out of. But there was like no way for you know that he should have survived through the winters that he did. Could be like those people that have people living in their houses and never know, and they catch it on security cameras. Yeah. But uh, we thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.